Welcome back to Ever Ancient, Ever New, the podcast in which we search for the hidden gems amongst the forgotten treasures of our faith. I'm Father Kyle Kowalsik, your host. I'm joined again by Annie Grandel, and uh, we left on a, a cliffhanger last week, or maybe just the, the bottom of a, a pit of despair um, that, you know, youth ministry, faith formation, nothing works. Um, your kids are in a heap of trouble. Good luck. And that's that. Not not my problem. <laughs> we don't want to leave you there. And uh, obviously, I, I think that's that's the first of all. That's that's the the hope, right? Whether whether I have a parish that has a vibrant youth ministry program, which are few and far between, mm-hmm. or I'm at a tiny parish that doesn't have anything, my my kids' faith life is not dependent on those those things, right? Yeah. So I mentioned last time that, um, you know, at the synod table that I was at and uh, everybody was unanimous that, you know, what's work, what's do, what we're doing is not working. Um, most faith formation directors, DREs, youth ministers that I've, t- I've talked to, they, they would concur with that. Is that your experience as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah we, we, we know, we know it's not working. Uh, occasionally, you know, we'll, throw like well you know this this one time you know this girl in confirmation she came from a bad family and she converted all on her own and you're mm-hmm. like okay well that's one out of the hundreds of hundreds that have come through mm-hmm. that should be the norm like the kid came and did our confirmation program had a conversion like mm-hmm. that if if something's working that's you don't tell the the you don't have one one scenario that you can share so yeah. If. I mean, it goes back to the whole data thing, right? Like one of my favorite, my favorite adages is the plural of antidote antidote is not data. Um, like I have a couple, <laughs> I have a couple great win stories. Therefore my thing is successful. Like, right. no, that person had a conversion. Praise be Jesus Christ. Right. Um, but looking at the whole thing, it doesn't mean that the whole thing is successful. Right. Yeah, exactly. So if, if we know if you know pastors know and DREs know and youth ministers know, if we know that what we're doing is not working, why do we keep doing it, Annie? I I mean, change is hard. Change humans hate change. <laughs> and yeah. I, I and I can speak from my own experience. I knew what I was doing wasn't working. Um but I kept doing it because at least I knew how to do that thing. All right, right. Um, and there was enough of it that looked successful um, that we we don't want to be caught trying something new and looking like we're failing. Yeah, I, I was um, I was tasked in one of my parishes to uh, re redo the confirmation program. And me and the the other priest, we totally rehauled it, um, worked it over, made made the requirements like normal requirements. Like, hey, you gotta if you're not going to mass, like we don't have, we got nothing here, you know. Wait, they didn't have to do 75 service hours a week. <laughs> right, we got we 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 didn't want them jumping through hoops. We wanted them doing mm-hmm. things like that the church, you know, like just normal parts of living a, a Christian life. And this wasn't, you know, we weren't we weren't deluded enough to think that this was going to be the answer to all uh, problems, but um, it was, it was something different. And then we both left. And as we left, we had hired a new faith formation director and uh, that person came in and the next year changed everything back to how mm-hmm. it was before. 
Yep. It was so devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually our 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 game plan um, ended up becoming used at Stillwater by one of your um, one of the people who followed you. Yeah. Um, it was. And I know it was amazing. Yeah, and then I think that there's par- parishioner parishes who are like, okay, let's let's do something like this. So we've been we've mm-hmm. been trying to here at St. Max uh just just change things up i'm i'm kind of like it's not working let's do something different because it can't right. be it can't be any worse you know it's not going to fail any worse than we're already failing yes you know yeah. um the problem is is that if you if you're stuck i mean people are like well we like the traditional way of doing faith formation I'm like traditional what I mean, traditional means it came from the apostles <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the way we do confirmation did not come from the apostles. They went into a town and said, hey, you guys want the Holy Spirit? They laid hands on, they confirmed, um, um, you know, that's Mm -hmm. that's the traditional method. Without Um, a single video, it was amazing. Right, right. There was was no service hours. There was no saint report. Um, Not that those things are bad things, but they're predicated on a lived faith. Yeah. You know, and so, so... if, if you don't have a lived faith, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then this is, this is merely transactional. Mm-hmm. And this is something I've been talking a lot about in my parish, the, the, the transactional way yeah. of living our faith. I, I do this, I get this. I have sin, I go to confession. I go to mass because I, I have to. I jump mm-hmm. through these hoops, I get a sacrament. I, you know, fill out this form and do, you know, it's like, it's it's all transaction and yep. we're missing this relationship. Yep. Um, and so because we're trying to change things and shake them up a little bit, um, but the parishes around us haven't, they mm-hmm. just they just go there. And sure. sometimes those parishes will call me and say, Hey, this person's a parishioner. Is it okay if they get confirmed here? And mm-hmm. like sometimes like, oh yeah, that's fine. They come to mass here and you know, I see them regularly and mm-hmm. you know, they're involved. And if if they want to be involved in that program, that's fine. Um, but, uh, sometimes I'm like, uh, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't confirm them because they don't, they don't, and I have a small parish. I know who comes to my church, Yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, so yeah, we keep, we keep doing it. Yeah. You think you're right. We're, we're afraid change is hard. Um, we don't know what else to do. People complain, people leave the parish and go elsewhere. Um, and so we just, we just keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think you really hit it when we have this transactional relationship with the church. Um, and it's, and it's something that we have to be really mindful of because we have a, a, the way we do Catholicism involves exchanges, right? (laughs) We actually go into a box and Mm -hmm. we say our sins and we receive forgiveness. Um, we go to mass and we receive not something we receive someone. Yeah. Um, so, so there is, there is this give and take just by the nature of how we do church, how we do religion. Um, but there's a temptation in that to turn it into merely a transaction. And so you, you bring up that, that need for it to be relational and not just transactional. And that that's the thing to me, that's the linchpin. That's mm-hmm. the thing that needs to trickle down into all the things that we do. Um, that if we want the the goal of catechesis um, is relationship with Jesus, right? Yeah. A deepening of relationship with Jesus. 
I love, I love the concepts behind the catechesis of the good shepherd, yeah. uh, the way of doing, um, young, uh, young child, uh, catechesis, because the, the basic foundational concept of the whole thing is we as catechists are not giving them a relationship with Jesus <laughs> by the mere fact that they are baptized. They have it. What we want to do is give them tools to tap into it. Yeah. Um, and, and listen to it. Um, and, and I think that's really what it comes down to when, when we talk about youth ministry, um, do we want it to be a transaction, come to class, check the boxes, all the things that you said about confirmation, yeah. um, or are we going to show them that relationship by being relational to them? Yeah. You know, we can, we can tell them about relationship with Jesus, but if all they experience in the church is, a catechist who's treating it like a transaction too. Um, everyone around them treating it like it's a transaction. Why would they think it's anything else? It doesn't matter what we call it. That's what they see it as. That's real. Um, so if we can build a, a relational aspect um, as 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 the foundation, then we can we can invite into that relationship uh, with the Lord. Um, I can't just tell young people Jesus wants to have a relationship with you and then not care what's going on in their lives. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I've, I've been trying to, I've been trying to like, I talked to my, my faith formation director here who we, his title is a discipleship director just for that, you know, like a word change, like, mm -hmm. because we're about discipleship, you mm -hmm. know, faith formation just seems to be more like, Oh, it's, it's, it's like, no, no, no. Discipleship is, it, it, it implies a, a student a teacher mm -hmm. relationship and Jesus yes. is the teacher. Yep. And I've, I've been, we've been trying to just change up the way we, you know, so like, Oh, baptism. You want, you want your kid baptized. Okay. So you're asking for the, the beginning of a relationship with Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what baptism is. It's not a ceremony. It's not a christening mm -hmm. ceremony. It's not a coming, you know, like now this kid gets to be called a, a Catholic ceremony. It's the beginning of a relationship with Jesus. Oh, you want, you want uh, a Holy communion for your, for your kid. Oh, so you want a deeper friendship with Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you want a Love deeper that. intimacy in a relationship with you. Oh, you want, you want confirmation. Okay. So you want to be a soldier for Jesus and fight for him and have him right by your side fighting with you. It's like, it's all, it's all relational. And if you don't mm -hmm. like, well, no, I don't, I don't want that. I just want, I just want the confirmation. I want the, no, no, yeah. no, that's, that's what confirmation is. Right. Does right. it still get the ceremony with the Bishop and stuff? Oh, <laughs> uh, Confirmation is like Hydra. If we cut off its head, it would grow two back in its place. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So, uh, so I remember uh, I heard I heard a statistic recently, um, and it, it first it said, you know, youth ministry. You know, we've been pouring we pour like four billion dollars a year into mm -hmm. youth ministry or something, and uh, and we're seeing you know an unprecedented number of of young people leaving the faith at a younger and younger age. And he said, it's like, so why, why what, what, that's a bad correlation. Mm -hmm. And then it showed a stat that said that uh, baby boomers who grew up in a intact family uh, unit mm -hmm. and, and went to mass on Sundays and millennials who grew up in an intact family and went to mass on Sundays have the same rate of continuing to practice the faith. And so their, their thing was, Hey, work, work on your marriage. You know, and to, to parishes, that. like, hey, work on marriage ministry. If if you had mm -hmm. to, it, it, this this is the other reason why we've changed some of the stuff we've done here is because we only have so many 
um, employees and we can only do so much and there's only mm-hmm. so many hours in the day. And if I had to choose, and so I have to pick and choose, right? So like, well, yeah. I could have a really vibrant youth ministry program or I could try to disciple the adults and mm-hmm. marriages and um, activate them. Uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. I think we're starting to see, okay, yeah. the, the answer is not as complicated as I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm working on my marriage, if I'm I'm living uh, my faith, if I'm uh, doing things at the the church, so that my my kids, this is something I've I've always thought like if. If Wednesday for faith formation is I drop my kids off and they go learn something, but they know that, well, I'm, my dad's not doing anything. My mom's not doing anything. They drop me off there. Yeah. So at some point implicitly, what I've learned is at some point faith formation ends and I no yeah. longer have to learn about my faith. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you, what do you think for the, um, for the family that is practicing the faith or going to mass on Sundays and trying to, you know, is it, is it even worth it to send their kid to that type of faith formation program or confirmation class? Oh man, that's, that's, it, that's an intense question. Um, <laughs> it is because again, like, should we, do we want the happy answer or do we want to understand reality? <laughs> Um, and it's, it's not necessarily like, oh, it's, it's bad. Um, but we have to just be mindful that, um, that's not the answer. It's when we treat it like the solution, mm-hmm. when we treat something like the solution, that isn't a solution, um, then things get distorted, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to send my kid to, to confirmation class. I'm never going to do anything. Um, uh, but then that'll, that'll be okay. Um, no, that's, that's just not how it works. Um, good ministry, uh, supports doesn't supplant mm-hmm. what parents do. Um, and, and I think that's really the, the key factor. So, um, and the truth of the matter is there's going to be a lot of kids in your parish who don't have that from their family of origin. They just don't, they don't have right. that stability. Right. Um, and so we, we also don't want to abandon them. Um, but how can we, again, support those families, even though it might not right now look like that functioning thing that we, that we want it to be, um, we want to support and love them too. And those kids. Yeah. So, I mean, we could at least say that a parent is not being a bad parent. If they're like, you know what, I'm not going to send my kid to that, no. that faith formation thing. No. Um, I, I think it could, it could have, I mean, Depending, right? But like sometimes, and I've heard these these stories, like oh, they go to these things, and then they're just with a bunch of other kids who don't go to mass on Sundays, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Why do we have to go to mass on Sundays?" None of, yeah. none of my, so it could be actually detrimental. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think if we treat it like, well, that's a good Catholic parent does that. No, not necessarily, mm-hmm. right? So what what are some of the things that uh, let, let's say let's say Let's say you're at a parish. Let's say somebody is at a parish that doesn't have a vibrant uh, a youth ministry program. And, you know, we've already mm-hmm. talked about that. It's that doesn't most. necessarily, yeah, <laughs> having a vibrant one doesn't necessarily mean that your kids are going to keep practicing the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could it could just be a. Um, you know, uh, a pacifier, like, oh, good, I'm doing I'm doing the right thing. And mm-hmm. wait, where did my kids go? So what yeah. are the things that we need 
we need to do um, that that seem to seem to show more of a correlation of kids continuing to live the faith after they leave, mm-hmm. and and the things that we can do, the things mm-hmm. that we as parents, um, or as as other other you know as as grandparents or aunts and uncles, because you, you've mentioned that like having five adults in somebody's life who are living the faith and supporting what the parents are trying to do in the home mm-hmm. is is so important. So what are those what are those things that you would say or what you're trying to do with your family? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest the biggest thing um is that concept of uh bringing more adults, more caring faithful adults into our children's lives. Um, because while, uh, my husband and I are the primary educators of our children in the faith, it doesn't say solitary. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I need, I need more people in my lives. And so I think healthy parish ministries are, are thinking about that mentoring approach. So how can we bring more adults into our young people's lives? You know, you said, um, my parish might not have a vibrant youth ministry, whatever that definition is. Um, most parishes don't have any youth ministry. Um, Post-COVID, the number is still unclear, but post-COVID, it's down to like 17 or 18% have somebody on staff at their parish dedicated to youth ministry. That doesn't say full-time youth ministry. It just said somebody who's probably wearing 12 other hats um, doing anything. So that means 83% of parishes have nothing. And so all those kids are going to hell. Yep. Yeah, that's just too bad for them. And if and if those parishes had more money, then their kids wouldn't. Like that's that's a wrong correlation. Right, right. <laughs> so what can we do? Anybody, anybody who has a love for the Lord and a heart for young people can learn how to mentor young people in the faith. Mm. It requires no, little to no financial investment. <laughs> um, a lot of time, um, but relationships take time, right? Um, and, uh, a focus on that faith is not a transaction, but it is a lived relationship. Mm-hmm. And that has to be, uh, witnessed to them by the adults in their lives. Um, and then also, um, it, an attractive invitation to actually live it, to put it into practice in their lives. Like what you're saying about discipleship, um, in your parish, that everything you do in your church we're always talking relationship, relationship, relationship. Um, anybody can do that. And you don't have to be a parish with a lot of resources yeah. to do those things. Um, you just have to, to have people. Notice. And yes. That's actually what a parish is. It's a group of people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and and I, to me, that's that's the, uh, the game changer right there. Yeah. And I think that, that that's, that's right, because that's what, that's what can, has 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 been able to be have been done throughout the from the apostles right and we saw that mm-hmm. with the apostles like well, what are they doing they're 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 meeting with people and they're mm-hmm. starting little groups of people who are meeting in in churches or in, in houses and stuff mm-hmm. and i think that that's and that's where i would i i challenge adults and parents first think about your own I mean, it's, it's kind of like you know on your airplane like hey if you know if the oxygen masks come down put on your own oxygen mask before you help your child mm-hmm. with his accident and i think that's actually that's actually right like yes I, I, we we well you know put my kid in a you know a small group well mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go to a small group if you're not in a small group mm-hmm. but if you're in a small group and that's just a normal thing then well maybe 
maybe Billy will be in a small group, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, and this is something that the archbishop here in our archdiocese has been plugging with the the synod and yes. small groups and stuff. And, you know, both you and I have, have been in small groups for a long time and yes. net, net ministries and things. This is, you know, uh, and all it is, it's like, yeah, I'm, I have a group of people with, with whom I'm very intentional about mm-hmm. living my faith. And, yes. um, and then, you know, that's, that's just the, the, the norm. And, mm-hmm. you know, as kids grow up, like, Hey, well, Hey, you're, you, those, those people that you're walking with have kids that, you know, mm-hmm. your kids see, and they see them at a mass and yeah. they see them at school and say, Oh, yeah. there's, there's other people doing these things that seemed like they were crazy, but they're actually, maybe, maybe they're actually more normal than I thought. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, uh, I've been going through the small group leader training for the archdiocese just as a participant. It's so nice to just participate in a thing. I always end up having to lead things. It's been great to just sit there and participate. There's a woman at my table one night um, who is a convert. Um, She grew up in an evangelical uh, church, probably like a little bit older than me. Um, it was so funny because everyone at the table is like, this is just revolutionary. Like mm-hmm. the thought <laughs> of having people in my house where we're talking about the faith. And finally she piped up and she was like, this is really normal. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Hey, this is just how I grew up. Like my parents right. were always having people at our house and having small groups and Bible studies and potlucks. And all the kids would hang out in the basement together while they were doing their thing. Like that was just our community life. Like that's how we did church. Um, there were the people we went to church with, but they were at our house doing the, these things all the time. And she, and then she pointed out, she's like, also, this is just normal. Like this is just natural human interaction. It's not a program. Um, it's not this overcomplicated thing. You have people with whom you're sharing life. Um, and the thing that is most important to you, which is your faith. Um, we don't need to overcomplicate it more than that, but it was so yeah. great to hear her, like, just cut through it and be like, no, this is how I grew up. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, like the, the training is great. And, you know, if somebody, you know, parishioners listening to this, like, yeah, we're, we're starting those here at St. Max, but if somebody's somewhere else, like, oh, it, it doesn't take, you know, it's not, you don't need a, a four-year degree to start a small group. Mm-mm. You know, you find, you find somebody at your because this is our, our transactional. I go to mass to because I got to I got to do my thing, you know, my Jesus mm-hmm. thing. It's like, no, you you go to mass because we're part of the body of Christ, and that's where the rest of the body is. Yeah. And I want to. I don't want that to be a mere Sunday touch point. But you know, I look around and say, okay, I always see that couple here, and I always see that couple here, and mm-hmm. I sometimes see that couple here, and I'm going to invite all of them over to my house for dinner and. We're just going to say, hey, do you guys want to meet monthly? Yeah. You know, I, I could use some support. If you think you could use something, then probably somebody else thinks that they could they could use something too. Yes. And and I think that, like, I'd love to see more grassroots things, quite mm-hmm. frankly. I think yep. we've gotten too dependent on the parish mm-hmm. that, well, if the parish doesn't have youth ministry or the parish doesn't have small groups or the parish doesn't have mm-hmm. this, and what am I supposed to do about Bible study? You know, I was like, mm-hmm. well. I only have so many staff with so many, so many hours in the day. And what, what do you want to, what do you want to do? What do you yeah. what need to see? You know? Yep. And I think that's, that's the way we get our faith into our houses where, mm-hmm. our, where our kids are and see it. And yep. it's just a normal, a normal thing. Yep. Yeah. It's um, 
uh, reminds me of a story I was telling you um, a little while ago that St. Catherine Drexel, she's one of my favorites, American saint, yeah. um, grew up in a in, in a privileged family. She was from right. a very, very wealthy family. Um, you can still buy their furniture. Um, <laughs> no way. Yeah. Um, but um, she was noticing um, she was educated, um, but she was noticing that there was there was a problem, particularly in the American South. Um of uh, people of color not being educated, um, that it's post-Civil War, post all sorts of things, like they were being, they were falling through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And she had an audience with the Pope, which you hear all these stories of like older saints that were like, and so then I just went and talked to the Pope. You're like, what? How did you, <laughs> that's not a thing anymore. Anyway, she has an audience with the Pope and she's explaining to him this distressing situation she's seeing. And basically was like, I'm going to tell him he needs to do something about that. He needs to send missionaries or something. He's got to do something about it. And she explains this huge plight that she's witnessing. And she's like, you've got to do something about this. And he said, I'm going to paraphrase, but he essentially leaned in and said, you're right. You should do something about this. And, right? and pretty much just handed it back to her and said, go, you do it. And she was ticked. <laughs> like, she, she thought he just like blew her off. Um, but that was an impetus for a deepening of conversion. She ended mm, up yeah. entering religious life, starting a religious order that dedicated themselves to the education of the poorest of the poor in America. Yeah. Come on. Right. Um, we can overcomplicate things and say, sit back and say, that's somebody else's problem. Um, when, when it's actually mine, right. right. Um, God put me here right here, right now in this community, I'm seeing young people in my parish falling through the cracks. I can complain. I can blame the youth minister, or I can say, how can I help? Hey, I've right. got a relationship with this, this group of students. I know them through X, Y, Z. Can we start a small group? Can we meet in a coffee shop? Um, can you give me some tools? So I'm not going off the rails. Um, but it's not any more complicated than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think those type of like one-on-one -on -one mentorships or group mentorships, uh, that's it's human, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's just how it works. Uh, and I think it's those human human things that we sometimes forget when we're living a transactional uh, faith. Mm -hmm. That uh, yeah, the the Lord the Lord gave us His church so that we could be more authentically human and have mm -hmm. more authentically human relationships. And one of the, one of the, the findings, one of the, one of the data points that uh, I was intrigued by, uh, I think it was from Christian Smith. He said that uh, the, the, those kids who stayed, stayed active, they had a warm, affectionate relationship with dad. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know? And so like dads, listen up, you know, mm -hmm. your, your kids, you know, again, like, is that going to make your kid stay? No, but it sounds like it's, there's a positive. It's helpful. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you're kind of like cold or, you know, you're don't know how to be affectionate, figure it out. Um, <laughs> you can, you can do it. Give your kid a hug, tell them you're proud yeah. of them, tell them you love them. Uh, you know, wow that that mm -hmm. like that uh i've heard another one like having family dinner three to five times a week <laughs> mm -hmm. change you're just like wow yes. oh, so like 
eating, like doing human normal things together with your family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I think the answers are are so much simpler than mm-hmm. um, than we we think. It's it's funny when I so after I had that moment, like looking at my youth group and saying, let's hope nobody does the math. Um, I had a moment. I, I did a lot more soul searching and Google searching. Um, it's like we've got to do something different than than what we're doing here. Um, started moving into a more small group discipleship model in our, yeah. in our ministry. And um, as I learned more and dug in more and started talking to other ministry leaders, pastors um, around the country who are trying to do something similar, at the time when not a lot of people were doing it. And I was literally Google searching and like cold calling parishes and saying, how are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And the thing that was most humbling for me was how simple it was. Hmm. That I had overcomplicated so many things Um, and that these small group discipleship ministries that I was talking to, they were, I was like, how do you form groups? And they're like, well, ask them who they want to be in a group with. (laughs) How do you find enough mentors? Ask them who they want (laughs) to be their mentor. Um, Where do you meet? Ask them where they want to meet. (laughs) And it was, it was so humbling because I was like, oh, this isn't that hard. So and I've been I making a, it a lot harder. Should I get a committee together for you yeah. know four four months beforehand to discern everything? Yeah. I, re- I remember asking somebody like, I have X number of people in our parish. Like, how do I start that many small groups? And they're like, start two small groups. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and we did it. And we just started a couple of small groups and like got them to be just well-oiled machines. And all of a sudden people started to call mm. and say, I heard Tommy is in a small group and he wants to go. How do I get that going for my teenager? Like, all right, we'll, we'll help you get another one going and another one going and another one going. It was shockingly simple, not easy, but simple. Um, and that's that's where things had gone wrong. And that's that's basically the why disciple method, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it's funny because why disciple is something I did not start it. Um, I stand on the shoulders of some amazing, amazing people. Um, Jim Beckman being the first and foremost, um, Yoda of Catholic Youth Ministry. <laughs> um, he had he built this thing um called Why Disciple. I went to one of his earliest trainings. You might have actually been there when you were on mission oh, staff yeah. at net. Um uh when he was explaining this concept of small group discipleship um for Catholic teenagers and breaking all this open. And I, I still have the notes from it. It was 2011. I still have the notes of, of from it on my desktop. And he said, uh, I remember sitting there listening to this concept, thinking, man, this is this is amazing. This is revolutionary. This will never work. Hmm. Um, which is really funny because now I'm like telling everybody to do it. <laughs> But I couldn't figure out how to take the, the these concepts um, and, and fit them into the programs that I was running. Um, and what I needed to do was shut down the programs I was running and just focus on these concepts mm. and it and it exploded. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so why Disciple, that's what we do is we help other people, parishes, schools, individuals do small group discipleship with the teenagers in their space. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I've I've long been uh, a fan and we're trying to get some stuff going here at the parish. And we actually we actually started doing Y Disciple in our middle school this year. 
to our so middle school program. About. Yeah, our middle school program's new. And so I said, and I, I this is my, like, I don't want it to be another class. Theology mm-hmm. can't just be another class with another grade. Uh, let's do something different. So one day a week we have um, Why Disciple? And they uh, they watch the watch the video and have the discussion. And yeah, it's great. So um Good. And, and this, I don't want this to be a, a whole commercial for Why Disciple, but it is something Neither do that I. <laughs> <laughs> we have at our parish. And, um, you know, we're, uh, if, if you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, this is, this is what we're trying to, trying to do. And if you want to be part of that, then mm-hmm. uh, part of it is like, uh, we just get, you know, you know, being in parish, you just get so swamped, even with the little mm-hmm. amount of things that you have, like, uh, the, the momentum, then you need to start a new thing, the energy. Um, it's just, it's just a lot. And so you have a few people like, Hey, well, we're on board. What, what do you need us to do? That goes a long way. So, well, this is awesome. We went way long on this episode, probably should have done three episodes, but, um, uh, it's great, great chatting with you. And yeah, this um, was fun. Thanks Father Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's the that's the takeaway. Let's not make uh, the formation of our youth so complicated as mm-hmm. if, you know, you have to have a degree in youth ministry from Steubenville to um, make it happen. Um, it, it, it is it is youth ministry is so new um, that I think the jury's out if it if it even if it a, a category of youth ministry is is actually a, a real thing that's needed. But it's just living the faith, living in a normal human way, um, mm-hmm. and living that in your family. I'll leave. I'll I'll end on this little anecdote. I I heard this years ago, um, and uh, I forget if it's like there was eleven kids in this family, and like nine of them became priests and nuns or something. <laughs> and uh, somebody asked the mom, like, "Well, what did you do? What was your?" And she's like, "Oh." You know, we went to mass on Sundays and we celebrated their baptismal days. You know, but like to me, those normal things, you know, you go to mass every Sunday and it's a normal thing. It's just part Mm -hmm. of what you do. And then you celebrate something like the feast day or the baptism day with, you know, cake and ice cream. And, you know, it's like we're we're taking a spirit. So like, wait, nobody else celebrates their baptismal day. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Nobody else celebrates, you know, the feast of St. Matthew because they're named Matthew. (laughs) That's weird. But you're you're taking normal things and humanizing them and putting them into the the lived fabric of life. And that's where that's where when you say, you know, you have your kid until he's 10, 12, 14, that's hard to walk away from because he's not Mm -hmm. just walking away from something you might have done a few Sundays, but it's something that every every moment of every day was was just it was just normal mm-hmm. yes yep absolutely well i'm excited about the work that you're doing out in delano i think it's uh really uh really encouraging um and i'm i'm glad that your people have you as a pastor i try to tell them that every <laughs> <laughs> this is a paid promotion no. <laughs> yeah yeah awesome Awesome. Well, let's sign off there. Until next time, everybody. God bless.